Welcome to the Reckoning Podcast, where we stoke a campfire, gather around, and have real-life conversations with old friends, new friends, professionals, and just shoot the shit. Reckoning all things from hunting, outdoors, beauty, entrepreneurship, relationships, life, and more. It's all just a reckoning. Uh, I am just going to pop in here real quickly and let you know on today's episode, I am joined by none other than my PC, my BFF, my husband. (laughs) Cody is on this week's episode and we are talking about his Utah black bear hunt. If you follow either of us on Instagram, you have seen said black bear hunt go down. And we are here to kind of break down the whole thing. This episode got super beefy when we sat down to record. So we ended up splitting this into a two part. On this episode, we are talking specifically about why he decided to put in where he did, how we found out he drew out the tag, what we did to prep for that, what baiting looked like, how we went about baiting. So if you've never done any baiting, you can consider yourself a masturbator by the end of this episode. And then we go into the actual hunt itself and the week that we go in, which started on Thursday, our first night in there, and the crazy shit show experience that Cody had with his friend Jeremy and our six-year-old son Rivers going in to check bait and how that all went down. You have to hear this experience. It definitely puts things into perspective for you. And then we end with Thursday night on this episode. And then next week's episode, we'll pick back up and kind of finish out his bear hunt for you. All right. Welcome to the show, babe. I ask all my guests, what are you sipping on or drinking? What are you sipping on? Usually a Coors Light. Usually a Coors Light. It's your go-to around the campfire. That's it. Definitely. Because we are recording at night. This could get more and more interesting as we go why because i'm hardly ever drinking when i talk to somebody oh you know it's usually like (laughs) hate to break the fourth wall but it's usually like 10 o'clock in the morning (laughs) oh that's true (laughs) (laughs) and i have to go get our kids from school after but hey usually campfires are at night i'm sorry i know that's why i hate to break the fourth wall maybe we'll start doing more of that while i'm drinking rosé pretty delicious cody's back on oh boy oh boy you came on like a year ago it's been like a year i don't know what episode number that is but i'll link it in the show notes and we discussed we really kind of broke down how we met our adventures your antelope hunt had we done your buffalo hunt then depredation antelope hunt your depredation antelope hunt it was before my buffalo hunt before it killed was it yeah oh wow definitely need to break that down pretty sure interesting i don't know it's been so long anyways so you're back on because that was 2020 that was 2020 it was i don't know we're pretty sure i was on after that it's also like 10 o'clock at night and that means it's past my bedtime by hours by hours but the reason why i had you or having you on is because we just wrapped up your bear hunt, you big bad son of a bitch, and your bear. <laughs> and I wanted to break down the bear hunt because, first off, you got a beautiful bear. There's a fantastic story behind your bear. And that's what we do around here. Kind of broke down some topics that people were asking along the way since we found out. When did you find out your... No, I know when you found out you drew your bear hunt. I was in Chicago, actually. Yeah. And I was kind of hoping it was me because we saw money come out of your account, right? Yeah, <laughs> as you of course do it, you were. As you do in Utah. Just so I could rub it in a little. I was in Chicago. We saw money come out of your account first, right? That's what happened. Because yeah. if you're not familiar and you don't hunt in Utah or local, usually your account gets hit first and you have a pretty good idea of the money taken out, what you got before you actually get said email saying what you drew. And lo and behold, it was Cody. Depending on how many people are on your application and credit card. Yeah. This is true. Get complicated next year. Why? Because Cooper? Because Coop will be on there. Why does it make it that much more complicated? Because if we all apply for our limited entry once in a lifetime in general. Got it. Yeah, like just between you and me. 
limited entry. I see. Or once in a lifetime right now it's 50 50. Billing, and now it could be. Got it. Any one of the three of us. Hmm. So now you're not only going to have so, me talk mad shit, but Cooper talk mad shit. So the suspense <laughs> will build till emails come out. This is true. Good point, Daddy. We found out in March that you drew your tag. Yeah. Yep. What made you decide to put in where you put in? I've been putting in for another unit for 13 years and my friend drew this unit last year on the spring hunt and found a lot of sign, a lot of bears, fun area, just cool to explore. Mm-hmm. Just thought it'd be the best hunt for the family. I agree. After helping him on his hunt, I was like, I get the bear hunt now. Oh, yeah. What kind of hunt did you draw out? Was it, could you run hounds? No. No. So we're what? Summer bait hunt. That means there's preparation, obviously, behind it. Oh, yeah. What kind of preparation did you start doing? All the preparation. All the preparation, which includes? Start tracking down bait, foods bears like, lots of it. Lots. How many bears are you going to be feeding? How long are you going to be feeding them for? Mm -hmm. When can you start baiting? It's a summer hunt. What, like, dates? Uh, I believe it started May 21st. Sounds right. May uh, May 21st was the first day of the season, and you can't bait till the first day of the season. Mm -hmm. So in March, you're already thinking, okay, my hunt's coming up, which really isn't, like, that big of a span when you think of what is that march april may you got two months get your shit together pretty much and so you're thinking of your bait and how long you're going to be out there how'd you go about getting your bait and how long you got to bait for we've had a pretty good idea just helping friends and people over the years on what to use but just trying to gather it up it's pretty competitive around here so you got to start early explore all your options we ended up with, what would you call it, reject hard candy. Mm-hmm. Like suckers missing their sticks. And let me tell you, bagels. not just like any old suckers. Not like a dum-dum. The old-fashioned suckers. Yeah. These bears were eating good. And so was everybody at camp and <laughs> anyone, Benny's kids. anyone baiting with us. From what you've researched, what's the most common things that people use for baiting bears? Just everything and anything? What are you looking for when you're looking for bait? Filling. How can you fill a bear's stomach and keep them there longer? Filling, but like, give me more. Absolutely. Got it. You got hard candy. What else do we get? We got bagels, leftover bagels. 1,500 pounds of oats couple hundred pounds of dog food five to ten gallons of syrup and our shop we have like a little shop behind our house and it started becoming our little bait shack you got the oats like really early on too Way early my friend found those on a local advertising ad local reject farm oats secondhand oats that we went and picked up for a bargain we knew we'd use yeah because those took up a good chunk of the shop for a long time. Yeah. 75-pound bags of oats. A lot of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we all, I think, took a bag, or like me, my pack could only hold, what, three-quarters of a bag? Yeah, probably 50 pounds in your bag. Me and Jeremy and Dallas, 75-pound mm-hmm. bags of oats. We, so we stashed all that. We started grabbing, like, you got those for a good deal. You got the reject candy just from, were you just telling people, like, at work and wherever, like, I'm just looking for this, this, and this for baiting, and you just kind of started hearing from people? Or how would you recommend being, like, getting bait? Don't exclude any options. Keep your mind open. That hard candy was a new one. Yeah, you would have never guessed that. I know, when you're like, I have suckers. (laughs) And Dallas thought that his... He didn't want to use suckers because his bear would break a tooth. Mm-hmm. Our friend Dallas, he also drew a bear tag Yes. at the same time. So you guys were both kind of getting bait at the same time. So yep. if you hear us Working talking about together. Dallas, we kind of had two hunters in the same camp that we were helping as friends. Correct. Nothing's off the table. Kind of keep an open mind when it comes to baiting. 
a list of things bears won't eat is shorter than a list of things bears will eat. (laughs) Was there anything we put out that we were like, that was a no-go for him? No. (laughs) We ate everything we put out. They did. We even got like scrap watermelon. Rice Krispie treats. Oh, yeah. We were walking in a day. Cinnamon bears. Cinnamon bears because, you know, we're bear, bear hunting. We're bear hunting, of course. Yeah, Cody and I were walking into Tractor Supply. We were walking in there one day. We were walking in for dog food, actually, too, huh? We yes. were, like, going for bait, specifically. Because they sell a cheaper dog food. We were walking in there one day, just him and I. And I look over as he's getting ready to get a cart. And there is a cart full of Rice Krispie treats for 10 cents each. And I was like, Boom. And kind of just joking, but I was like serious. Like, there's no way he's gonna say yes. And, then and I you were the like, cart and we used to "Hell put yeah, dog food yeah!" In. <laughs> Pushed the shopping cart full of Rice Krispie treats around. Yep, Shop, shopped with it. Put the dog food that we we're looking for on top, and then checked out. Not a Rice Krispie treat left at the bait site. No, there wasn't. Or at camp. <laughs> or at camp. Or at camp. <laughs> You're obviously gathering all the bait. That's kind of prep leading up to it. Did you do anything else as far as prep prior to the hunt? You had to register your bait site. Had to register baits. Mm-hmm. What does that entail? You give them the type of the DNR local fishing game, the type of bait you're going to use, location of bait you're going to use, proximity to roads, water, campgrounds. Mm-hmm. They approve it or decline it. Yeah, so we had to register the bait. That was done... A couple weeks prior, a month? May 1st, I believe. Yeah. So about 20 days before your hunt. And we'd already had an idea from last year where we wanted to do your bait sites. And then, like we mentioned, helping our friend. That was just from, he had some ideas of what he wanted to do too. And just spending time out there and kind of seeing location-wise what we wanted to do. Then the time comes. We've registered the bait site. We've gathered all the bait. We've kind of got a camp going. Now it's time to take the bait out. And we're becoming master baiters. <laughs> <laughs> what was that like? Well, it all started when I was about 12. Oh, <laughs> 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 the bear hunt. The bear hunt. The bear hunt. <laughs> baiters with a B-A-I-T-E-R-S. Let's get shirts. There you go. <laughs> I want one. That's what I'm going to get. Reckoning Masturbator shirt oh with the bear. Like per- hump perfect. in the stack. <laughs> Goodness. No? So we have all of our stuff. Now we're going to bait. What did that look like? Recruit an army. You find out who your friends are. Truly. Invite. You've only got a couple. Invite. For sure. <laughs> invite everybody you can hope the more the merrier shows up to help because it's a lot of packing uphill downhill mm-hmm. through brush across rivers and just like awkward heavy yeah shit have tough friends tough friends you don't want to elaborate <laughs> as far as what you're supposed to say a tough wife but okay oh, let's move wife. on <laughs> sorry oh we are oh you put me in the friend category friends with benefits there you go got it okay <laughs> it looked like the first day obviously you're not putting out you're not putting about all the bait that you've been working on getting for the last no couple months so we kind of strategized you can't put out bait till opening day mm-hmm. so a month prior probably we planned out our t- vacation time off mm-hmm and Dallas wanted to take the first week off. I knew we had some established baits that bears would be checking out, but also we had one new bait. Mm-hmm. So from years past learning, sometimes it takes a day to bring the bears in. Sometimes it takes three weeks to bring the bears in. I came up with a plan to let's go camping that weekend. Let's get anybody we can let's get all our bait out the majority of the bulk go camping opening weekend opening weekend okay get 500 to 750 pounds of bait on the ground 
depending on how many bears hit your bait. You know, we've had up to seven, nine, ten bears hit a bait. They'll clean out a bait real quick. Get out as much bait as we can opening weekend. Try and feed them and keep them for the week. And then we're going to take the following week off, which happened to be Memorial Day. Mm-hmm. And then we took that week off. So drop as much bait as you can. Keep them there for a week. Go restock the bait. Hunt for a week. No, it's a good plan. Do you feel like Do you feel like it was a good plan? It was a good plan. Go you. Go us. It's the whole team. <laughs> Bear hunting's a team sport. It really is. There was a lot of back and forth on strategy, and I feel like you guys really did take time to figure out based off of past experiences and what you were seeing happen. And it depends on the bait. Mm-hmm. My one higher elevation bait, I feel like, is a later bait. It just... The bears don't move up there till later. Mm-hmm. Which, which is weird because Dallas is one. He had nine bears hitting his upper. Bait yeah, he did. You're right. He had bears on it the same day we baited. No, you're right. Because I was just gonna say. I mean, that kind of makes sense higher elevation wise. But when you think of where yeah. his was versus not, yours, not much elevation difference. There wasn't a huge elevation difference, so that's very interesting. I wonder why. His. Do you bait, have a theory? My theory is his bait's been established longer. Oh. He found out from a friend of a friend of a friend that mm-hmm. it may have been the same bait for the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. We've only had established baits for two years. These higher baits that we're talking about in elevation, how would you describe the terrain so everyone can get an idea? Like you and I have been there. We've seen it. We know. But these higher baits look like what? We can describe kind of like higher baits. Beautiful. So beautiful. What What you would expect when you think of... Western hunting in Utah, right? Yeah. Pine trees. But also aspens. S- steep. Steep as shit. Pines, aspens, oak brush. Mm-hmm. Bears. All the undergrowth. <laughs> bears. <laughs> so many bears. But super steep, up, down, unforgiving cliffs. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome canyons. Awesome country. It is. And then you guys both had lower baits. Yes. Which would be more what? in terrain so when people are hearing us talk about baits they understand what's happening bottoms of canyons in the lower elevations i think both our baits were around five thousand to fifty seven hundred feet in elevation Mm -hmm. which we talk about low but i think we live at 4700 yeah something like that Mm -hmm. so western low but it's still Straight up, straight down, cliffy, cedar, sagebrush, canyon, cedar country where you wouldn't expect bears to be, but hunt the bottoms where there's willows and cottonwoods and water, rivers. It is. It's kind of like you go down into the canyons and then it's almost like farmland, like you're saying, where it's just like meadows, but then tons of trees, cottonwoods. Yeah. Seems like there were cottonwoods, kind of. Cottonwoods and willows. Uh huh. Cotton- You're right. Cottonwoods and willows, and then the cliffs surrounding it. Yeah. So that gives an idea of the terrain that we were hunting. Down in the bottom oasis to desolate desert ridges, tops, cliffs. Mm hmm. Not desolate, but. Those are the, like, the two different trains that we're hunting, which is crazy. We really. And that's why we love the location, is you literally get everything Both Utah has to. Spectrum. Yeah. Everything Utah has to offer, really far as like packing bait in it was kind of two different experiences depending on higher elevation bait and our lower elevation bait to a point yeah but it was still just Depends loading on up the elevation gains and drops mm-hmm. it was still Dallas picked a stupid spot <laughs> do you just do you really just want to let him have it publicly on the podcast <laughs> should sure. we call jeremy <laughs> no (laughs) we don't need the blatant truth but i will give it to him a beautiful location it is beautiful it is beautiful and it paid off super good spot for bears it's a great spot for bears it's beautiful and once we figured it out it was fine that's fine it's fine we did it loading up our packs we took down a little bit of everything and you're having like you were saying ration out because you're going to be there how many days? You were saying we decided to bait the one week. Weekend. One we weekend. Two baits Saturday, two mm-hmm. baits Sunday. Yeah, which was an intense weekend. Yeah. I was there for that. All work, no play. 
all work, no play. Literally, sun up, sun down, baiting. So much masturbating. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and. In front of God, friends, family, everybody. Everybody. Got real close. Real close. So, everyone knows how I like it. We take the bait down, and then what happens? A lot or, of people. Or up. Or or up Depending good point on the bait. you have to remember not a, like there's some people that been there done that old news but then there's other people that are like see shit and be like you did what remember how you talk to people and sometimes they have no idea what's happening yeah, yeah. so we take the bait down and or then up. or up <laughs> one bait we had to go uphill we did have to go uphill we went uphill Okay, take the bait down or up. There you go. You're welcome. And then what does that look like? What happens when you get to said bait site? I mean, because you're walking in and you're you're obviously still in nature. You walk into a bait site. This is the location you have picked to put your bait. Now what the fuck do you do? This is off map scouting, Mm -hmm. personal scouting. You've been in there. Where are you going to hunt from? What kind of weapon are you using? Where's your shooting lanes? How mm-hmm. do you set it up? Shooting lanes are important. There's a lot that goes into a bait site. This is true. How are you going to hunt it? Where are you going to hunt it? What are you hunting with? So now you pick your location, open shooting lanes. Then you pick your spot to pile the bait. What was your average like shooting lane as far as yards to shoot? What would you say? I would say we're hunting with a rifle out there. Mm-hmm. So... Average is 200 because one bait was 300 and one was 90. Yeah, average 200. So there's multiple places to sit from. You know, I could have shot from anywhere from 500 to 10 if I hung a tree stand and hunted with a bow. Mm-hmm. Picked your spot. You've picked your where you're going to be shooting from, your shooting lane. I want to shoot one with a bow next time. Next time Cody's going to shoot with a bow. I might do it first. Maybe. <laughs> That'd be sweet. would be awesome. So now you've picked your spot. You are at bait site. You know what's happening. What do you do? There's a million different theories. Okay. What did Cody do? We dropped the oats. As far as there's different theories on like layering your bait. Layering kinds of bait. Okay. All all kinds of things. Okay. Cook, don't cook. Grease, no grease. mm -hmm. Dog food, no dog food. Right. We put the oats down first. Typically, first weekend, I think we dropped 225 pounds of oats on each one. 375-pound bags. Yep, because we all basically had oats. Not all. Typically, three of us would pack oats. One would pack dog food or two of us pack dog food. I always ended up with oats. I know. So did I. Oh. Not everyone can be bad motherfuckers like us, Cody. <laughs> Those of us with mystery <laughs> ranch backpacks ended up with oats. So you, me, and Jeremy. And Dallas. Well. But Dallas didn't end up with oats the majority of the I time. I think we did. Because we were teaching Dallas how to use the backpack. Dallas would carry the marshmallows. The marshmallows. <laughs> he did the dog food. I know. I'm just kidding. We did, in all fairness. Love you, he, Dallas. In all fairness, we did open up my backpack, and he was helping me fill it with oats. And then he realized that he was helping me fill my backpack not his backpack and he would take the other 25 pounds of oats yeah he was fine you're stud dallas and you did do- fine and dog food yeah and 80 pounds of sucker no he did great <laughs> we're he just teasing just gotta jab dallas every chance we get yeah okay so we lay down oats oats then dog food then donuts bagels rice krispie treats cinnamon bears and i have the Anything best pictures have. of people pulling stuff off the bait site eating the donuts oh yeah (laughs) i think a few of them had to try everything except for probably the dog food some people would be the easiest bears to kill yeah (laughs) it's so true (laughs) so then once you empty all your packs and you've got a heaping pile like it is huge somebody's cooking whether it's sweets or bacon or something Mm -hmm. as you're baiting yeah i would usually start cooking something to get that what would you call it a like not a smoke trail but 
Yeah. Basically well, a molecule would, trail. Yeah. Turn it into smoke and get it going with the currents. Yeah, you would. You would get you would get it to where it was weird for me because a lot of times I'd help dump my pack and then you guys would start doing stuff because if there's something to know about me, I don't fucking do sticky. Yeah. I don't do sticky. <laughs> so I would I'm happy you load my pack up and I will be miserable, but I'm not touching anything sticky. So I would dump my stuff and then I would usually start cooking. And it's weird because I'm used to cooking and I'm really good at boiling water and burning it and bubbling it over. If there's something that I can burn, it's water (laughs) always, but I'm used to cooking stuff and always stirring it. And like when it starts bubbling and smoking, that's not a good sign. And I had, well, usually, right. If you're cooking for humans, yourself, dinner, you got to pee. Okay. Pee break. (laughs) All right. Now's a good time for an ad break, huh? (laughs) (laughs) I'm so stoked. I have actually been talking to my favorite supplement company, which is Mountain Ops. If you've listened to a couple episodes, you know I'm obsessed with their slumber. It's so fantastic to have not only in your pack for when you're needing that muscle recovery and just to be able to go to sleep and sleep well, but also at home for me, it's helped replace wine and it helps me stay asleep and wake up refreshed. You're not waking up at like two o'clock in the morning like wine tends to do. I also love their Mountain Ops ammo for the meal replacement. It has 19 grams of protein and four and a half servings of real fruits and vegetables. Plus, you know we always have their protein bars in our backpacks. We've actually just loaded up and we've got them ready to go for our backpacking trip. That way, nobody gets hangry. And let me tell you, their protein bars are like any other protein bars on the market. They're soft baked. And when I say that, they're not chalky. They're not having like that toffiness. And honestly, as they stay in your pack, they kind of get better as it gets warm. And they're gluten-free. So no stomach aches over here. If you want to shop Mountain Ops and get free shipping, they have a code for our listeners. When you go to checkout, be sure to use code Brit free ship. Again, that's Brit free ship at checking out at mountainops.com and that's Brit with two T's. Again, Brit free ship at mountainops.com to shop your favorite supplements and get ready to put those in your pack for your next adventure. You're back. When you cook, you're usually not supposed to like let stuff smoke and boil. So I had a hard time just I had to remind myself towards the end, just let it bubble, bubble, toil and trouble. You have to let it smoke because that's what like gets that essence and creates that smoke. Yeah. Make it smell like food. Yeah. Stick to branches, trees, Mm -hmm. rocks. Mm -hmm. And it creates like a white, beautiful smoke. Oh yeah. Yeah. On our secret sauce recipe. Smells good enough. I think most of us have tried it. Yeah, that is something that I did try. (laughs) (laughs) This is true. And while I'm cooking and doing that, you guys are doing what now that we've got the pile going? Are you just leaving it there by itself with nothing on it? No, we're spreading honey, syrup, molasses. (sighs) You should see the the pictures I have of the syrup. It is like disgusting. You guys will just dump it on there and then it would like drip. Oh, it yeah. looked, you know what it reminded me of? And this is disgusting. <laughs> on Big Daddy when he would like hawk a loogie and it like hangs. That's what the syrup looked like hanging off the branches. Oh, that one but touched sticky. The floor. I swear to God, that one touched the floor. <laughs> that's gross. I hate that part. But that's what it looked like. It was just like stickiness hanging. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so you're stacking branches and everything on top of it. Why? Try and get it as high as you can. Spread the scent. Bear smell. So much better than dogs, humans, anything. You bring them in with their nose. Mm -hmm. Then the logs you're talking about, we gather up as many logs as we can, cover up the bait, basically build an obstacle course for them to get into the bait. Make them spend time at the bait, not only for pictures with trail cams, whatever. Mm -hmm. Get pictures of them. You can kind of assess the bears, boars, sows, cubs, get a feel for what's there. 
It holds them there longer, also makes them work there when you're hunting, keeps them there longer for a shot opportunity, assess the bear, mm-hmm. make sure you're trying to harvest a bear, a boar. But and basically just build an obstacle course. B- biggest rocks you can manage to put on there, logs, anything to slow them down and keep them there longer. It doesn't really slow down bears, but it consumes time. Yeah. No, for sure. It really does. And I think when you stop and look at when we would go and check trail camera pictures too, it definitely pays off having having that, like you're saying, that obstacle course for them to be able to pull through and dig and make them spend time there. Because if most people have checked trail cameras, it's so easy for the animals that you're trying to find, especially when you, you're not able to bait, just kind of having the one picture. Yeah. A lot of times we're able to get a couple of videos or pictures of just the one time. Sex, yeah. Yeah. Size, you got maturity. It tells you several things. Mm-hmm. And on this hunt, were you only allowed to shoot a boar? No. Yeah. In Utah, it's illegal to knowingly shoot a sow with cubs. Which we did get a couple videos of. Oh, yeah. Again, it's good to have that because there would be one of them where it's like, holy shit, look at this big bear. And then the cubs show up. And then the next picture, the cubs show up. Yeah. So it is really beneficial to have the obstacle course for them to go through. It's just cool to see and enjoy good family fun, go through the pictures. You never know what you're going to find on a trail camera. I know. I'm waiting for the day. Collars. Multiple bears with collars this year. Some of our favorite things, and even the boys would be like, oh, we're looking at trail camera pictures, and we had all huddle up in Jeremy's trailer and go looking yeah, through. Yeah. Palaces. Was there anything that you did the first time baiting or like the first weekend that we adjusted differently as we went through the next week changing bait or do you feel like you started off pretty solid? Started off pretty solid and stayed consistent. Just quantity. Quantity, quantity, quantity. You don't know how many bears you're feeding. Second week. Meaning that we're just keep taking the same amount down or what? Yes. Well, just making sure you're taking enough down to feed the number of bears hitting the bait. Mm -hmm. You know, one bait only had one bear hitting it. The other bait had three bears hitting it. Dallas's baits had nine bears hitting one and none hitting the other, the new bait. Mm. So it's just kind of playing it by ear, managing your bait, managing the longevity, how long you're going to hunt. Mm-hmm. How many bears you're feeding, how long you got to keep them there. Yeah, it really kind of is a different hunt for us because we're so, like, that's a different aspect of hunting that we don't get to do a lot of. Right. So interesting. How often were we going in and checking the bait and trail cameras? So we said it the first weekend. We left the following Thursday, so it sat out for four days. Mm Mm-hmm once basically mm-hmm. and then that friday we checked the other three and rebated what needed to and what didn't mm-hmm. which leads us we're going out to spend that week how cody said that they had talked about what week to go actually take work off and actually hunt so we were going to spend how many days out there seven ten i don't uh, remember i think it was nine. like eight okay eight or nine days is what we kind of had eight scheduled and yeah and We had set out all the bait the prior weekend, like we were talking about, gathered up all the friends, two days of baiting, left Sunday, Cody, Jeremy, and Rivers, our friend Jeremy, what up, Jeremy? I know you're listening. (laughs) (laughs) And Rivers, again, he's our six-year-old. They headed out, and Cooper's still our oldest, our 11-year-old, had school and baseball. So we finished stuff up. It was his last day of school, too, so he wanted to finish up. Riv was already out a week earlier. So he went with Daddy and Jeremy, which he thought was just the cat's meow. You guys went out, and you were just, what was the plan for Thursday? Because Coop and I, you guys went out Thursday morning? Uh, No, it was Thursday afternoon. Thursday afternoon. And Coop and I couldn't come out till like, 5. Yeah. Yeah, we couldn't leave till like, 5, and it was, like, a three-hour oh, right. drive. He didn't have baseball. He had baseball pictures baseball pictures and then he opted out of that which he was getting fomo (laughs) which he chose not to do pictures with his team yeah he just wanted to get done with his last day yeah he just wanted to get done with his last day of school and let's blow this joint 
So you guys had headed out earlier that day. Um, and last so it was day of school for the year. Last day of school for the year. Rip was already out. You guys head out early. What was the game plan? You guys left early. You got out there. And then what was the game plan? Just like, let's go lollygag and see if anything's hit it. Let's check. Pretty much. Okay. Got out there, set up trailers, got camp situated, jumped in the side by side, said, let's go check this lower bait that's 15 miles from camp. Go check it. We'll grab some more bait, stock it up, get ready to hunt. And then tomorrow we'll only have three baits to stock up mm-hmm. and then we're ready to hunt for the week so we jump in the side by side head down there loaded up the side by side with popcorn oh, we forgot about popcorn talking about bait they say that's a good filler so we loaded up popcorn oats dog food syrup all the sweets everything headed down to the bait we load up our backpacks we head in we cross the river through the trees we get and this is at what bait your higher or lower, lower bait? Lower bait. The lower bait. So for everybody to remember, that's like the grass fields, the cotton trees. We have to cross the river. We literally had taken out what? What were they? Two or, by twelve. Two by twelves to cross the river. Build a bridge across the mm-hmm. river. So it's hiking out through there, and that one feels like. I mean, it's work, the but it's maze. the grizzly maze, like. It's thick down in there, but it's just Ducking, like... Ducking, going through tunnels, through the willows, getting uh-huh. under everything. It's a flat-ish flat. walk, yeah. yeah. You guys are walking through there. Meantime, while you guys are going to go check this, Coop and I are on our way out. On your way out. You had just called me as you guys were getting ready to go down there, right? Drop down in the canyon. As I was just basically leaving to head up into the canyon. Yep. So I'm like, what's that? Three hours out? Three hours. Three hours yeah. and 15 minutes So out. you're like, I'm going to go check bait. We're going. Where are you guys at? Tell you we're going. So that's the game plan. Yep. So we get all loaded up. We're headed in there. Just routine bait stock. Super complacent. Jeremy didn't grab a gun because we baited. We've gone into baits hundreds of times with no gun, no encounters, no bears, no nothing. Super complacent. For some reason, I threw my gun on. I threw my judge on with, and I had it loaded with 410 home defense rounds with the big to small plates and the BBs taking up the spares. Never used them on anything. No research. Don't trust them. Don't know what they do. (laughs) Wouldn't trust them to kill a bear. But I got them in my gun. But I got them in my gun. (laughs) That's the gun I had in the trailer. Good job, babe. For real. With my baby. I have a 10 millimeter now. <laughs> and you'll understand why in a second. <laughs> so you're walking into the bait. We're almost to the bait. Is Jeremy walking first? Jeremy's in the front. So it's Jeremy, then who? Je- Rivers. Rivers, our six-year-old, and then, and then dad. Okay. Routine bait stock. Just, just kind of check world, it, whatever. Going in, yeah. Just precaution, double check before what we time walk is this into at? the plan. Uh, six twenty, six thirty yeah. in the evening. Yeah, so it's summertime. Summertime. It's still bright outside. We walk in, walking into the bait, and Jeremy says, "Stop! There's a bear on the bait." And I'm like, "What? No way!" Get down, look under the willows, glass over to the bait with binoculars. There's a good sized boar sitting on the bait, eating. Doesn't care. And this is a black bear hunt. Hasn't heard us. Black bear hunt. Mm-hmm. Is it black? It's reddish brown Mm -hmm. sitting on the bait doesn't care we sit there take pictures videos talking about it didn't take a rifle with me because i'm not hunting yet i'm just baiting yeah even though your tag says even though my tag's open been open for (laughs) six days you're just baiting because coop's not out there yet regardless coop's not out there my dad's not out there my mom's not out there my wife's not out there (laughs) You just saw the side eyes. <laughs> okay, keep going. Anyways, not really set up to hunt. Not prepared to hunt yet. We're just going through the motions, baiting, setting up for the week. Mm-hmm. I range it 75.9 yards. Bear's sitting on the bait. And when he, you mean he's sitting on the bait, is he like, does he have any idea you guys are there right now? What is he doing at this point? He's just eating. 
Like he has I, no fucks given I, right now. After the fact, I would guess that he maybe suspected we were there just by his behavior, but at the time, acted like he didn't know we were there. Eating watermelon donuts, had grain and popcorn all over his ass. He's facing away from us, sitting in the pile of bait, laying down in the pile of bait. Just having a feast. Having a feast. We start talking about it and deciding what to do. At this point, are you talking loud or are you guys still like we're just still quiet? Whispering. Okay. We're still in stealth mode. Like He doesn't know we're here. And what's Rivers thinking at this point? Does he know what's happening? Does he cool. see the bear? There's a bear. My dad has a bear tag. <laughs> this is what we're here for, bitches. Let's yeah, go. Right. He's he's not excited, not worried. Like Because he he's hunting. He thinks it's cool to be watching a bear. Yeah. We have this a bear is... tag and we're watching a bear. Yeah. What we've been doing. So... So you and Jeremy are talking, like, what do we Jeremy do? Jeremy are talking strategy, okay. Jeremy has a forty-five pistol in the side-by-side, ACP, and we're talking about... How I far could, is the side-by-side? I would guess 300 yards, two or 300 yards back, maybe. Maybe. And... And over the river from that. And over the river. Yeah. So we're talking about that. I could go back to the side-by-side, get his forty-five, probably... Crawl on my hands and knees close enough to kill a bear. With right, a 45. Right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we finally come up. We decided, okay, let's try it. Like, it's a decent bore. So I take my gun off, give it to Jeremy, get ready to leave to go back out and get it. And we got sacks, rattle, like scrunchy, rattly sacks of popcorn, grain, dog food, everything we've been packing in. Mm-hmm. Didn't bother him. So I take my backpack off take my gun off leave it with jeremy i'm gonna go back and get a 45 shoot this bear about the time i take my gun off give it to jeremy bear gets up goes into the sagebrush and leaves well what we typically watch is they go under the cliffs and up out the other side and so i'm watching 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 for him to come out and he never comes out jeremy says there he is he's coming towards us we look back the other direction he had circled around and was coming through the willows towards us probably 60 yards from us when Jeremy spotted him. And he's just sniffing the air, just nose up, just sniffing. He can smell us. He knows something's up. Mm. He doesn't know what we are, where we are, what's going on. He just knows. I don't know if it was the bait on our backs or the human scent, but he knew something was different, checking us out. Yeah. So now we know it gets real. We're debating, okay, what do we do? We don't want to just start shooting warning shots, blow up the area because we're going to hunt it tomorrow. What do we want to do? We're debating on what to do, and he's sitting there sniffing the air, looking around, and then he gets to probably 55, 50, 55 yards from us. He's sniffing, and then all of a sudden he starts bluff charging and huffing, just like a grizzly, just paws together, jumping on the ground, huffing, and then just started clacking his jaws at us, just getting loud, huffing, bluff charging. He was bluff charging in every direction. He didn't know exactly where we were at. He just knew the general direction from his nose. And a bluff charge is basically when they kind of like just... They act like they're going to run towards you and then... Yeah. It's not a full-on charge because they don't know where you're at. It's not calculated. Mm -hmm. He's just trying to look big, bad, and tough to prove it's his, prove he's in charge. And uh, he keeps getting a little closer. So I kind of take over... I don't know what takes over. <laughs> I get the gun back and I start crawling on my hands and knees towards him. Like, Jeremy, protect my baby. <laughs> I get in between as more or less an obstacle. So I get into about 30 yards from the bear and I'm sitting there thinking to myself, I didn't bring enough gun. I've got five shots to take out two eyes because I'm not sure it'll deliver a fatal blow. Mm-hmm. So I get in closer, and then at this point, I'm sure he sees me. He's huffing, bluffing, charging, clacking his jaws. And then he stops, and he's sniffing again, and then he starts coming towards us again. And then he starts coming towards us quicker, and it's like, okay, gig's up. Jeremy starts yelling at me, shoot, shoot, shoot. And I'm still thinking to myself, I don't want to blow this area up. He's 30 yards with home defense scatter rounds. Yeah, and Jeremy's literally yelling for you to shoot? Yes. And he's still not giving and Jeremy's, two shits. And Jeremy's 25, 30 yards behind me, and the bear doesn't care. Yeah. And so at this point, I stand up, 
I start yelling at him. Game over. You're done bluffing. Give it up. Hey, bear. Hey, bear. Like everything Jer- they tell you to do. Get big Jeremy's and mean and yelling, loud. Jeremy's still yelling. Get big. Get mean. Get loud. Point a gun at him. Yeah. Nothing. He, No shit's given. Mm. Fresh out of fucks to give. Yep. For sure. And, and he's still huffing, bluffing, charging, clacking his jaws. Does not care. I'm upright. Hands over my head. Phone in one hand. Gun in the other. Meanwhile, Rivers is just still hanging out behind Jeremy. I'll make you famous. Jeremy and Rivers are back there having conversations. <laughs> After the fact, Rivers is saying, Jeremy said, if I say run, you run as fast as you can to the side by side. Uh-huh. Hide behind a tree. Jeremy's got a stick. Yeah. You've got to be a bad motherfucker to kill a bear with a stick. <laughs> <laughs> if he gets by me. <laughs> for real. But it's what he had, so yeah. thanks for protecting our baby, Jeremy. For real. And he would not... He would not give up an inch of ground. He kept huffing and kept just <laughs> bluffing at me and stomping the ground. And it's like, okay, we got to go. Like, too far to start shooting, especially in the thick willows, undergrowth. Let's back out. So we got big, kind of watched each other's backs, backed out as fast as we can. I stayed at the back, kind of watching our back trail. Got back to the side-by-side, and we said, okay, let's haul ass to camp, get a rifle, and go kill that bear. Like, he's too brazen to... Mm-hmm. He's not the biggest bear on the mountain, but he's... He's a problem. Ballsy enough, he's not yeah. good for people. So we jump in the side-by-side, and we haul ass to camp. Meanwhile, we're on our way back to camp, up towards the top, and then we start calling people, texting people. We're texting Dallas, because t- he went to check his bait. Mm-hmm. Regardless... I let Brittany know, hey, just got bluff charged by a bear. Except for the call went like this on my end. (laughs) It was like, where are you? And I'm an hour away. Like, oh, I'm going to, I got to stop somewhere. But it's cutting in and out. So I hear like, saw a bear. I need a gun. I think I'm going to get it. And I'm like, what? Cooper's not there with you yet. You're going to shoot one tonight? And he's like, mean bear, get a gun. Charged us. I have rivers. <laughs> if you want to be here when we kill a bear, you better hurry up. Yeah, you better hurry. How close are you? I'm like, I'm an hour away. And then Cooper's like, he's going to what? Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, love you. Bye. Because it's cutting out. Like, I literally got. Yeah, in and out of services. We're getting up I, top. Yeah, I had no idea what was happening. So you guys go back to camp. Dallas is to camp, but gone. Yes. You think I've got the whole Truck's conversation? There. His side by side's gone. Mm-hmm. Thought you had the whole conversation. Meanwhile, I stopped and talked to my dad, and I'm like, I think Cody's gonna shoot a bear. I think we're gonna <laughs> get there in two hours, and we're gonna roll into camp, and he's got a bear, and like that's it. Cooper decided not to get pictures, and Dad shot a fucking bear. <laughs> <laughs> And did we both have FOMO? Yeah, we were like rooting for you to shoot the bear, but also like a little bit upset. So you get the gun. Get and you Get Grandpa's rifle. Grandpa's rifle. You decided you wanted to use your Grandpa's rifle. Grandpa's rifle he gave me a few years back. Mm-hmm. Which is? It's a 243 Model 70 Pre-64 Winchester. Haven't killed anything with it. Always wanted to kill something with it and put it away. So you grab Grandpa's gun. Grab Grab grandpa's Guys, rifle. Haul ass. Haul ass back, back down, down there. And it's not a short drive either. No. It's like it's what? 45, 45 minute minutes. Dri- yeah. It's 15 miles, but it's 45 minute dirt road to get there. We haul ass back down there. Our overlook spot that we hunt from is about half a mile, three quarters of a mile lower down the canyon. And then we cross the river, hike up a ridge, hike up on a cliff, and overlook the bait. About a 90 to 110 yard shot. So we get down there, get back in there, and we start hiking up this cliff. We get peeked out on the cliff about to where we're going to go look over onto the bait. Mm-hmm. And a cliff, it's kind of like a big bluff, right? Yeah, kind of just jogs out into the canyon, gives you a good overlook. Sniper's nest. Totally. And we get about to the top, and Jeremy says, right there. I'm like, what? He's like, bear's right there. I was like, where? And he points back towards the side-by-side, and I look about halfway between us and the side-by-side, 150 yards back, and the bear had circled us again and was between us and the side-by-side now. Oh, my gosh. So we 
crawl out onto a rock, kind of get set up for a shot. And Jeremy's getting getting his scope, trying to get his phone scope set up to video it and everything. He's going through the tall willows and oak brush. Or not oak brush, sagebrush. Weaving in and out. Kind of get set up. And then the bear comes to our tracks that we just walked on. And he starts sniffing around and kind of getting excited and starts backtracking us. And so told- you guys are like watching him from above basically stalk your bottom footprints a little bit i don't know if he's excited or nervous and back trailed us but it wasn't like he was scared he was kind of like he just decided whatever kind of like a hound hound dog on a bear track like he hit the track and started he He wasn't running he wasn't scared he wasn't booking it he got on the track and started trailing us the wrong way oh that motherfucker that kind of pisses me off right when you put him like a hound dog it kind of (laughs) was cody like, <sighs> I he, know. He started the track the wrong way. Yeah, okay. He ran it backwards. I don't think he was running away from us by any means because he ran right down the trail we came in on. Yeah. Going both ways. He ran down the track we came in on, and then he came back up the track we came in on. It changes your perspective a little bit in the woods because we're so used to being like... The apex predator. And this hunt, it did. It was quite humbling. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So anyways... So Jeremy couldn't get the video on fast enough. I could have taken a shot. He didn't have the video on. Really hadn't wrapped my head around it yet. I really wasn't hunting yet. If it's not going to be set up and family there, video, I'm not ready you to shoot. You had a ton of time and there was bears right. coming in. Like there I was no reason to rush eight it. Eight more days off. Yep. So wasn't the biggest bear. Not top of my hit list. Hadn't even checked my other bait at this point. See what was hitting it. So, not in a rush to shoot a bear. He went down the canyon. Mm-hmm. Now we are down the canyon from the bait. I never took the dog food off my pack, so I still had dog food in there. I was using it as a rifle rest. Just bait on bait. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so, we decided to go to the bait, pull the camera, SD cards, check the bait, dump what we had. Because he's gone. Go back out. He's out of sight. What was it like Down going in to side. where you knew he had been in the premises? Obviously, you watched him. And then going back into the bait with Rivers still. Cody still has not dropped off Riv. Mosquitoes Riv is, attacking us. Mosquitoes like crazy because you're down where it's Next just the, the water. cool water. And now you're walking back into the bait where you'd started originally. Yeah. And this whole fucking shit show went down. An hour and a half before. Yeah. And now you're walking down in there again. Was Did you feel better knowing that you saw him leave? Or were you like, he could be anywhere? He could be anywhere. Yeah. He's not the only bear there. Definitely not. Was that the bear that we just had the run-in with? There's a million things going through your mind. Mm-hmm. So at this point, I have a rifle. I still have the judge on my hip. Jeremy yeah. has his forty-five drawn and chambered. The trail cam pictures are amazing hilarious yeah you guys look like you're training for the next exterminalist right yeah next he chris pratt seven on that was he okay whatever regardless that's why i say i don't know what we're up to now still team 17 so the trail camera pictures are funny because i'm dumping dog food jeremy's got his gun drawn looking around on a swivel with rivers by his side so we pulled we tra- should fight in the trail camera pictures <laughs> i know we'll put him to the audio we we pull sd cards dump bait switch them out and we get out to the main road well now it's all but dark and we're quarter to half a mile down the road from the side by side because we usually park right across the river there Mm -hmm. so we got headlamps on we're full alert river protecting rivers and you're just grabbing are you just grabbing out the sd cards or are you actually oh, yeah. checking them no, no you're like them get them let's go we we'll check, check them at camp we didn't check and we checked them at camp we got pictures and videos of that bear and a couple others after the fact. So at that point, you guys just left and got up to camp. At that point, we just left, got down to the side-by-side, got in the side-by-side, <clears throat> unloaded guns, kind kind of finally feeling like, okay, we're safe, we're good, head back to camp. I get excited and throw up. The whole <laughs> thing, I kept my cool. Which, if anyone knows Cody, that's not surprising. It's not surprising. No. 
I don't know if it's but you did good the whole time. I kept my composure, stayed cool for a a long time. Honestly, hours. So Jeremy had to pull over and let you throw up. Honestly, I think it was just keeping my cool, protecting my kid, trying to keep him calm under the circumstances, protect him at all costs, not knowing what's happening, what's gonna happen. Kept my composure. I love and appreciate. You've never been sexier. We got. I don't know, two, three miles down the road in the side-by-side, and I just told Jeremy, Rivers is asleep by this point. You know, he was all excited, and now he's asleep on the ride back. Mm-hmm. He was dozing off. He wasn't asleep because I vividly remember him saying, are you throwing up in the river? <laughs> 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 but I told Jeremy, I'm going to throw up, and just my nerves got to me. I hadn't eaten anything. There's nothing to throw up. It was just dry heaving. But Jeremy's like, you want me to pull over? I'm like, no, you're fine. Keep going. He pulls over on a bridge. There is a river. <laughs> and I just dry heaved for a minute. Like, dude, that was close. Like, that was intense. And river, rivers, I, I won't forget that. Dad, are you throwing up in the water? (laughs) (laughs) Nobody. If you're looking for back-to-back deals on top quality hunting products at prices well below retail, prices so low, it almost feels illegal, (laughs) according to Camo Fire, that is what you can find there. You can find deals like 50 to 70% off of your favorite hunting gear like Stellcam, Vortex, Mystery Ranch, and more. You know I love my Mystery Ranch backpack, and you know we live for Vortex through and through. If you want to support the podcast, please go to thereckoningpodcast.com forward slash camel fire to shop camel fires 50 to 70% off on hunting gear. Again, that's thereckoningpodcast.com forward slash camel fire. Let me tell you, I think it's one of Cody's favorite websites to, to stock. He kind of just scrolls through it daily. And I think we have a weekly camel fire package show up. So if you want to do the same and you love a good deal, go to the reckoning podcast.com forward slash camel fire. Or if you're thinking, I'm not going to remember that big long mess, go ahead and swipe up on whatever app you're listening to on the podcast, the show notes, and you can click camel fire down below to shop our affiliate link. But anyways, we go back to camp. We get and you're probably throwing up as I pull into camp. Yeah. And I see Dallas just like kicking it in his reclining camp chair at camp. And I pull in and I'm like, have you talked to them? <laughs> he's like, what? No. I'm like, you haven't talked to them? Like, you haven't seen them? Where are they? And he's like, no. Like, what are you talking about? And I think he was on the phone with someone and got off the phone as I'm unloading the rest of mine and Coop stuff. And all I, I told him basically all I had gathered was you guys were in checking bait. Like, and he said he didn't have, that's what you said. You said, I don't have a gun. We're going back to get a gun and I'm going to go shoot a bear. He was bluffing us. That's what I gathered out of all, which is basically like the gist of it. Pretty much. Yeah. I didn't have enough gun. And I just remember Dallas being like, he didn't have a gun. He has a bear tag. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, Dallas, he's going to come back with a bear, right? And he's like, oh, yeah. So I was just so, I'm like, what? You haven't talked to him? Like, what's happening? So both of us were just like so antsy. But luckily. I wish I would have had Dallas's 500. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's a mean gun. We were there for like probably 15 to 30 minutes. And then you guys rolled in. And I got the story. And when you guys came in, I have to say, like, I was in my head, I was expecting because of the conversation that you and I had briefly had throughout everything cutting out. I expected you and Jeremy and Riv trolling. River's asleep. Yes, because at this point it's really late. But I expected you and Jeremy to come in just like yourselves or like super ecstatic, excited to show us a bear or tell us a story. And there was the most somberness that came out of that buggy (laughs) i've ever seen out of you too like you could that's when i knew i'm like something serious went down because it was just like pure you could tell you guys were emotionally drained oh yeah add a six-year-old into a bear charge Mm -hmm. game changer it definitely changes and that's even just from my perspective hearing the story yeah, I love you and I care about you, but hearing that he was there, it's like, right. where was he in this whole thing? So, I love you. Thanks for taking care of him. Oh, yeah. 
And also a big shout out to Jeremy for protecting oh, yeah. him too and being willing to throw himself in front of a bear so Rivers could run back to the buggy. For real. And have full faith that he would start that damn thing and <laughs> drive it back to camp. <laughs> right. I have full faith Jeremy would kill a bear with a stick. <laughs> Me too. So that was Thursday night. No, it was Thursday night. Yeah. Okay, now I got to pee. Please don't forget to subscribe. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star rating and review. It seriously helps more than you know. If you took something away from this podcast or you enjoyed it, please take a screenshot of you listening to it or a selfie and tag us on Instagram at The Reckoning Podcast or me at Brittany.long. We're excited to chat with you next week.